0: So I, I'd spent most of this time working on my first book, which is "Being and Becoming Kachin," and that is an unapologetically academic tone. And you know the reasons for that I've written about elsewhere. But it was it was also for me to kind of think through in a deep way lots of what I've been learning in the hope that there there was um, something that people who who took a really serious interest in in these issues could learn from over the long term you know that was not going to be a kind of hit and run book at all it was just you know something that was me being able to write something deeply and thoroughly that I thought I'd never ever be able to get the chance to write again but I'm also very aware as an academic that it's not going to be read by many people Um, and so a lot of the ideas that are in being and becoming a chin were also very relevant to understanding the breakdown of the ceasefire as well and in fact that's kind of where it ends in in that book um, with this request that people listen to to the voices of, of people in minoritized regions there were a lot of um there are a lot of reviews and they were all really favorable and i was really grateful to all those um those reviewers who took the time to read it and and really help us to it, it confirmed to us that people had got it you know they got the point of it and um they they could see its value um and since then there's i mean since the um since the the most recent coup people have not reached out about this book specifically so much because i think of the, a lot of people have read it as you said and, and also the, the publisher Gerald at NIAS is it's got he it drives him up the wall because he knows that you know there's so many pirated copies that have been circulated. And so a lot of people who read it who haven't bought it, uh, we know that. And as a, as an author, I'm delighted about it. But you know, I, I respect Gerald's position that as a publisher that makes things quite difficult for him sometimes. Um so that we know that that a lot of the the the, the messages in it have been circulating. Um and so it's it's easier to talk about the the need to listen to minoritized communities than it was previously in a in a meaningful way you know people would always say in the past oh you know we we we're a very diverse country and you know we have we take seriously about this and that and the other but actually they didn't you know um but now people realize actually you've got to think more deeply about this um so just in terms of the message, rather than the book specifically, um, I think that that is um, it, it's getting traction. However, the worrying thing I think recently is that you start to, as as the um, military kind of consolidates its power again, and you can see, you know, the, the brutality with which they're doing that. But I think if you're living in certain urban areas, there's a sense that okay, things are more stable just because. The, the resistance has been at the surface level pushed out um i think this has tended to give the impression to some foreign organizations in particular that maybe things are almost normalized again and you can start to see the discourse shifting around a little bit um where you know the the fact that there are these conflicts have been going on for decades um, they're, they're still going on, it's starting to be considered not the key issue anymore. Um, so, you know, I think it's, there's still the, these very deeply entrenched attitudes that are, are very difficult to get over.